You're listening to the Local Matters Podcast, hosted by David Dowd and Linda Banton. The Local Matters Podcast is brought to you by Cross County Bank, because local matters. Well, thanks for joining us on the Local Matters Podcast. I'm David Dowd, and along with my co-host, Linda Banton, we have Martin Smith with us today. Martin is a landscape architect with offices in Little Rock and Wynn. Uh, Martin, I believe you grew up around Wynn, right, out in Bird Eye. You left for a while, but you moved your family back several years ago, and I know you've been real instrumental in several projects in and around uh, Wynn in northeast Arkansas. And uh, so Martin's on the show today because we wanted to talk a little bit about the streetscape improvement project going on in downtown Wynn. So Martin, welcome to Local Matters, and tell us a little bit about the improvements to Merriman Street and how that project came about. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, going back just a little bit on the history, I, you know, coming back to Win is something really dear to my heart. But it's uh, I'll tell I tell everyone when I do presentations or uh, conferences and so forth that I spent twenty years of my life trying to find a way to get away from this place, and then the next <laughs> ten looking for a way to get back. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that leaving for a, a bit was probably one of the best things uh, that ever happened because you see other things in other areas. I was fortunate to spend time in Fort Collins, Colorado before it really um, took off and became a, a, pro- a progressive uh, community that attracted a lot of young couples uh, from Fort Collins, went to, um, of course, went to school in Stillwater, Oklahoma, but uh, Austin, Texas, it was in, my wife and I were in Austin for three years and got to see uh, how a lot of things get done. Um, and then back up to Little Rock. And I was in Little Rock before Little Rock kind of became cool and <laughs> got to see the growth of it. And so you know, I looked at all of those places as, as I skipped from each one, like went to Little Rock, it was, it was like uh, going back in time by 15 years. And, you know, going from Little Rock to win, it was like going back in time <laughs> another 15 years. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there's not, that's not a bad thing. Um, we have a lot of things in, in that are in place here that haven't been destroyed. So I think that's a, a definitely a, a value add for this community. So, um, Really been back in in this area, Bird Eye, like you said, for twelve years now. It's hard to believe, wow. but um, it's really, really quite quite uh, been a, a fun journey. So the the Wind Merriman project, um, it's a uh, grant program. And one thing I guess like coming back here as a landscape architect, uh, you know, a lot of people in the, these areas think landscape architects are are taking care of residential yards or so forth, but uh, it's so far, there's not anything that's landscape architecture in the entire Arkansas Delta that, that um, you see. And I think that some of the projects we're going to talk about today are some of the things that we actually do um, as, lar- as far as large-scale master planning and so forth. But the, there's a lot of grant programs out there in the state. And coming back here, I wanted to be able to work in the community and do what I do. So to f- I figured out quickly that there's not any money for professional services here. So you have to almost um, create that yourself. So we started looking for grant opportunities. Uh, the Arkansas Delta has a lot of grant opportunities because there's, there's monies that are going to try to improve um, just the uh, quality of life aspects and, and so forth in this area. So one of those grant opportunities is RDOT, which is, used to be, is uh, the Howe, Arkansas Highway Transportation Department. They, they rebranded last year to RDOT. It's a, uh, called TAPS. Uh, uh, grant program, and that's Transportation Alternatives Program. So it, it's basically a, a subset of monies they set aside for everything non-vehicular. 
Uh, it's for um, assess one is accessibility, American Disabilities Act for mobilization along uh, streetscapes, complete streets, safe routes to school, sidewalks, bicycle facilities, uh, bicycle trails, recreational trails, and so forth. So a lot. Um, this this project actually was the largest I think grant funded one we've gotten so far. The total grant monies for Merriman Street was three hundred fifty one thousand dollars. The match, that's pure construction money. They don't pay for any any design services or um, like the the drawings or so forth. That's the sponsor, which the sponsor in this this aspect was the city of Wynn. And um, they then we also go and like to get other community sponsors, which we'll discuss later too. But um, Wynn Economic Development has stepped up to the plate. And then also, of course, uh, Wynn Downtown Revitalization as also uh, a sponsor in this. Um, now, how, how long was that project kind of in the works? Because I, I know yeah. that was back on uh, previous mayor, uh, Bob Stacy's uh, yeah. agenda, right? Right. It, it did start with uh, Bob Stacy's agenda. And those, those grant programs, um, they take about 120 days for the drawings. It's, it's quite a process because... First of all, in small town, you have to have the right-of-ways. You have to have the um, uh, survey information. We can't put federal money on other people's land. It's got to be the cities or in the state highway right-of-way. So and when you start doing those searches, it's incredible what you find, that, that documentation of, of getting all of that right. Uh, that is probably one of the longest processes. Once we have the right-of-way certification, then we go into construction drawings at 30%. You issue drawings to RDOT at 90%. You issue drawings to RDOT. They send back comments. And then once we get a letter of uh, compliance, uh, we can put the project out to bid. Like I said, that's typically about a 120 day process. Sometimes it's even longer. And now, now I believe I read that um, one of the stipulations on the grant was that you had to use um, materials that were common to the area is that is that right and, and is that why we see a, a lot of the river rock and, and things it, like that you know that's just a good practice generally to to use what we have we we have this this um ridge rock and that's commonly available you know one thing that RDOT's doing now is native landscaping they require all plants to be from that really that typically that eco region okay. even which is which is great um and also, you know, a lot of people say, well, how are you going to keep this, this stuff alive? It, we put the right plants in the right, right areas. Uh, we don't, in my, my practice, we don't use irrigation systems. We think irrigation systems are just a, they're a waste and they're used more for commercial uh, ornamental landscaping, which is not what landscape architects do. Um, we, we're, we create ecological systems that, that actually work and function on their own and without all of that that extra cost and yeah. maintenance and upkeep. Right. So, and the trees that we have out here outside the bank, the same trees are down by the, the park and they have done quite well over the years down there in the uh, uh, Jesse Wynn park. Yes. There's some of the plant material here, sweet bay magnolias, um, <clears throat> American service berry, which actually is also feeds the community. If you catch them before the birds do, they're like uh, tiny little blueberries on them. I had, they were down at the splash park. My kid, I was, I was teaching a group of kids down there and telling them to just, when they see them ripe, just grab them and eat them. They were fascinated by That's it. That's cool. Um, uh, Virginia Sweet Spire is one of the, the um, 
uh, small shrubs that you're going to see going in, some native grasses, and we'll have some perennials and things that will flower throughout the year. But I think one of the big things, it, there is a certain type of maintenance for the project too. And I, I think the, the local, of course, downtown revitalization, I think will we'll step in. And, and also I think local businesses will take ownership and um, step up to the plate. Yeah. Now, I, I did read in the paper, too, that uh, due to budget constraints, landscaping was initially pulled out of the project, but a kind of a reduced amount was put back uh, thanks to help from a grant from uh, the Wynn Economic Development Corporation. But did, did finally all, enough money come in to do yes. what you wanted to do with we're, all of that? We are. We're, we yeah, Absolutely. I would say that it's reduced. I think what we've done is actually just – put a tighter pencil to it and getting and getting more for our money. Yeah. And, and when tree board pitched in too on the trees. I, I know that when tree board, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly um, the details on that. I know that they've been working with the existing trees here and still plan on limbing some of them up and they right. removed some in front of, of businesses. Um, but, but in community projects uh, from my standpoint, when I came back here, I, it, it, this is just a general perception. I saw a lot of volunteer groups kind of doing their own thing. And the first thing I saw is like, wow, if we took all of these small groups and collaborated and pulled them together, yeah. we could do something great instead of a lot of small projects. So yeah. one of the first things I wanted to do is make sure that, that, you know, not an individual group is an owner of a project. So let's bring, multiple groups at, at whatever capacity they can come. I mean, you know, there's different financial levels or, or um, just any type of um, uh, participation that they can do. It's important that they're all at the table. And right. because a small community like this, it, the, the most important thing is that the citizens take ownership in the projects. Absolutely. If, if someone did want to give directly to a downtown project like this or this downtown project, is that something they need to get with the downtown revitalization or through the city or, or how, how should somebody plan to do that? I think the best thing um, would be through downtown revitalization. Uh, if, if somebody wanted to give a larger amount, I think it would be when we have another project that's announced because you don't forget that city win had to take as a sponsor had to take a, uh, their, their uh, sponsorship into it was a hundred, a little over a hundred thousand dollars. So that's a st substantial amount yeah. for the city to, yes. to pull out of their budget and find, of course it comes out of the street department budget, you know, for improvements, but you know, that hundred thousand dollars, you're getting 351,000 on the other side of it. So that's right. I think the important, I think being able to take that sponsorship down, um, it, it helps with this project having economic, when economic development chip in um, $35,000 and went in downtown and when downtown revitalization was $10,000. Yeah, that was a lot of money that's, for that's a community. Lot. It no, is. it is. And, but it's so important. I think y'all did the similar on the splash park. We did. And, and that's, um, those are great investments and it's a, it's, you know, it gives you something that for that committee to hang their hat on and say that they're, they're an that's integral important. part of this project. That's so. right. Very good. So what role will the improvements serve with, with flooding? Now, you know, our offices are down here, your office is down here. And you know, when it rains a lot, uh, we, we, we have quite a, quite a bit of water and, and, and most, I guess, of downtown when is in the, uh, floodplain, but it, it appears to me that the improvements have already in, improved, uh, the flow of water. Talk, yeah. talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. And you know, the, um, it actually has, has 
exceeded our expectations. Now, when you talk about floodplain and you talk about the watershed that we're in, that's a that's a big animal, and and I know that currently uh, our floodplain is our our flood maps are being um, rewritten basically by a firm out of Little Rock, FTN, and of course our watershed is the Langill River watershed. It is a federally impaired stream, so uh, doing upper watershed improvements like this have a integral interaction or, or component that helps um, that overall larger watershed system. We've I've already seen incredible improvement just on the rain events that we've had. We've had this system open and we've had some substantial rain events and I was I came down, I think it was on a Saturday, came down early Sunday morning to see what the damage was because it was it was under construction and it's amazing. On the way here I saw all kinds of issues with flooding. When I got downtown everything was fine. And it wasn't even constructed. It's better already. Much it's better. It's I'll, like, I'll probably have to sell all my rainbows now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what you'll see, you're not going to see the streets with four to six inches of water running down them like we, we were seeing a, quite a bit. Um, from my office, or actually from here, where the porous paving starts. So, the, so let me explain a few things that are out there that are helping. Those gray pavers that are actually porous, so in between the joints, the water flows down through them goes underneath into a uh, rock drainage basin and then gets into a pipe through a filtration system. So not only are we purifying, cleaning the water as it goes to our our uh, uh, streams, we're actually slowing it down and getting it off of the hard surfaces. So it's basically like a giant sponge from here all the way down to Front Street. Um, and I, in, in that section, I've seen an incredible improvement and before we put the plants in and some of the rock and everything else you saw how much water was collected in these these areas now even though we filled those and that water is still in those beds what we've done is uh, we've created drainage basins underneath that flat stone so it holds water you don't see it it, but it's it's still it's still there it's soft the soil is soft and we put the Hmm. right plants that like it to be in those wet conditions Hmm. very good interesting Yeah. yeah Didn't know that at all. Try to think. Yeah, go ahead, David. Yeah, so I I was going to say, you know, it obviously part of um, Merriman is is one way now, and it it appears that that has increased uh, the number of parking spaces. Was that another one of the considerations? Absolutely. Planning. If you looked at, if you sat out there and watched the traffic patterns before, it was a complete free for all. We had cars parking on the wrong side of the road, wrong direction. I mean, it was, it was complete. I mean, it was, it just had no organization at all. And I, and honestly, I probably got more comments. Well, I don't know about that one way park, you know, and so forth. And just, you know, you just kind of just grin and bear it and go on. And, and, um, and, you know, was I a little nervous about it? Yes. But I also, I knew that it was the right thing to do. Uh, because all the second thing we get is, am I going to lose parking? Right. You know, and we were able, I, I wish I had the numbers with us, but if you look at course, if you, if you parked legally the way it was before, you're not getting as many cars down there, but you know, if you pack them in, um, I think on that stretch where we did the one way, I think in the net gain is around 10 spaces wow. and, yeah. and, and that's by turning them diagonal. And if you look at old historic photographs, the street was designed 42 feet wide. It's designed for two 12-foot lanes and, and parallel parking on both sides. But if you look at old photographs, 
the someone decided that well we're going to do it diagonal on one side mm-hmm. which works if we're a one-way street or if you're just you know you, you can still make that work out right. but legally um doing diagonal and parallel and a in a, a street it needs to be one way and it's we don't even have signs we don't have the parking stripes down yet and it's like people have actually organized themselves yeah it's mm-hmm. i've sat there and watched it and it's they they get it. They, right. Have we pulled some trucks out of the planners? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but that's just the way it is. I was in Rogers last week and I was telling them about our streetscape project and they go about the planners and people pull, they go, Oh, Martin, we've, we've did ours 15 years ago and we still, we still have people <laughs> running in the planners. So good for uh, the record just, service, <laughs> bad for the trees. It's just, it's just part, part of it. But yeah. well, he's speaking of Rogers and, and we'll come back to, uh, to downtown wind, but speaking of Rogers, uh, I read in, today's paper uh that uh, uh that the ecological design group which is your your company was recently named to the walton family foundation's northwest arkansas design excellent program uh for doing some work in uh in bentonville uh tell us a little bit about that and kind of what that distinction uh means for uh, for your business you know it's it's really a a great honor and one because we are i am arkansas i mean i'm I'm fifth generation Arkansas. I decided to come back to Arkansas, and I've decided to create a firm that is Arkansas. We don't do work outside of the state. Uh, we we did open an office in Rogers um, five years ago, and just last year we purchased a 1927 Carnation Milk Family Milk Factory in Rogers that was um, on, that's on the historic register. We moved our offices in there just. Um, this past year, probably about four months ago. And it, we moved there because we did a project. Um, we were selected for a project about f- five years ago called Lake Atalanta, which was a, a city park that's connected to downtown Rogers uh, along their drinking, uh, old uh, drinking lake. And uh, it's quite a fascinating place. Um, and we wanted to be close to it for construction. We have, there's six, six folks up in the Rogers office. So okay. we've got uh, four in Little Rock. Um, is that right? I know there's 14 of us now. Anyway, um, it's hard Growing. to keep up with. Uh, I don't. I, I spend more. T- I tell people I spend more time trying not to grow than or staying small than, yeah. than trying to grow. But but no, it's a great distinction. Uh, we're working with. Um, we're the only Arkansas-based that a firm that that only does work in Arkansas that's on the list. Wow. There's probably 70 firms across the world that are on it. I would say that. Um, I mean, they're from from Canada to the to uh, the Netherlands to Germany, working with um, individ- extremely individual, talented individuals across across the, the country in the world. So it's open uh, our realm. We were we were been selected for two projects up there and working on several others. Uh, one was Osage Park, which is north of the uh, Osa- the um, Thadenfield uh, Municipal Airport, which is uh, another project we did. If you haven't been to Bentonville in a while, you need to go up and see what they're doing. Um, it's it's going to be we'll probably have the grand opening in June of this year, and um, at incredible bike mountain bike facility called Kohler Park, which is like a, a ski resort mm-hmm. in a way. Um, when I say that, it's it's uh, the the bike trails are are labeled like you would at a ski resort, Black Diamond, Diamond. Um, now, now does, do, do some of the Walton grandkids have something to do with that? It seemed like I remember reading something about yeah. one or two of them that were really big into that and uh, uh, getting the bike trails and, and, and that type of thing. Right. It, uh, 
Tom Walton, Stuart Walton are, are huge in in all of the things that have happened. I can't tell you what uh, their impact has been for that community and what they're behind. Uh, and quite honestly, the the trails and I, I I talk about this here and I it kind of people kind of look at me and look at me and shake their heads. But <laughs> I'm telling you, if you if our communities don't get involved in connectivity and the trails, we're going to miss out on the state uh, wide movement and above and beyond um, just Bentonville working with state agencies to potentially, hopefully we'll be able to put together some type of statewide bicycle trail master plan where we connect all of our state parks. We connect um, nature conservancy lands. We can connect these small towns to where uh, you can ride right into them. One thing about, about Crowley's Ridge is it's got incredible trail infrastructure without spending any money. Mm-hmm. I spend the weekends riding the old military road between Jonesboro and Helena, and you can get anywhere. Wow. And they drop these, you can drop right into these little downtowns. And it's, you know, it, it's, I'm telling, I'm talking about it here, but it's something that people don't, do not understand the impact of what's going on right. outside of this community. And if we don't get involved, you're going to miss out. A lot of the things I do in the shadows is like getting us ready for that. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Because these things do take a long time. It, right. Is 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 that one of the maybe future projects that that, that we might see come to pass I, uh, in Cross County? I think you'll see. Um, so you know, the safe routes to school. Let's, let's I'll talk about that just a little bit. I think that's where my direction is going to is going to be because I'm so um, involved across the the state on. On, on doing such things one and, and one that's really exciting uh, and i don't know if anybody's heard of it but the mon- the monument trail system which is a partnership between arkansas parks foundation and and uh, state parks putting bike trails in state parks and village creek is going to be one right now there's five that we've chosen hobbs devil's den uh, pinnacle um, nebo and we're looking hard at something over at uh, Mount Magazine, but so those are that's those are things that are happening. Yeah, and I was surprised at how many kids walk home using the the safe what safe routes to safe, school. Yes, the sidewalks I, we had a holiday on Monday a week ago, and I was just happened to be out there right after school got out. Oh, I couldn't tell you how many kids were walking, and it, it really mm-hmm. surprised me because. I didn't think they walked that much anymore. Well, and, and, and honestly, we, we needed to put some more infrastructure in to complete that, but they didn't need to because it was too dangerous. But for a town of 8,000, why should we have a dangerous walking situation to school? And, and if you want to attract more young families and, and couples here, you better get involved yeah. in that or else they're going to other cool places. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I, I look at this a lot. You look at what's happening in Italy with their, they have the, the most beautiful, quaint little towns. Everybody's left them. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. left them. They pay people, couples to come back and have kids. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's something, it's something that um, you've got, I know that we like to, to embody kind of the community that, that we all grew up with and, but we need to be receptive to what outsiders want and their needs and the amenities that they want if we want to continue to sustain a population basis. Um, well, or even if we want our children to stay, to stay, to right. stay, right. Come I, back like Martin. I, I, I do. And, and that's, you know, it's family heritage. What brought me back, 
Would I have come back mm-hmm. if I didn't have the family heritage? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I deal with this in Jonesboro, trying to trying to uh, preach quality of life aspects up there. And and there was a um, article in Bloomberg about two years ago, and it had the top uh, brain drain and the top brain gain cities in the country under ninety thousand population. Jonesboro is number seven in brain drain. Really, that's that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you're not, you're getting, everybody's leaving, even from, even from, uh, so. It just, seems to be growing so much. Well, they are, but they're not growing in the right, they're not, they're not attracting the right uh, growth. Seems like their growth is more just, seems like the outside population coming in to dine and shop and, yes. and that type of thing. Yes, so um, the quality of life aspects, and, and they're making strides, they really are, uh, but it's something, it, it's just something we need to have on the forefront, and it's important it's important for, for downtown wind, but to talk about some of those, those things, they, we have that system at, at the school. We need to continue to connect neighborhoods. We need to connect. Um, I see it now that I have a, 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 my son in high school, the high school needs sidewalks connecting to say the, the other, the, the junior, the, the loop, right. we call it the loop. Well, I come down union coming to work and those sidewalks, are terrible there's not there'll be a little patch and then nothing but yeah. grass and i see people walking i'm thinking that's kind of sad that they're having to walk in the grass walking on the street in yeah, the grass the street. so that that would be an easy project to do and going from there we need to connect downtown to the school district via trail yes. and we also need to connect the ward four area via trail that's where you, a lot of kids walk um and they're having to cross um highway one right there and and there's just no place to do it yeah. so um, but bigger vision from that is going connecting and i've been asked to figure out a way to do this by the state to connect downtown wind to village creek state park oh, via wow. trail which which would be a big deal that's a long seven miles seven miles yeah that um, would be great if we can figure it out you can do that. You get over here, though, and the, the hunting rights and the land rights, it's, <laughs> yeah. people don't want anybody yeah, on your true. land. You know, right. so. That is so true. That's right. Well, I saw a sign up down here on the vacant lot where the Ray building was. What's going on there? About the community garden? Oh, mm-hmm. that's, well, that's that's the East program, and my, my oldest son is involved in that. Uh, they, he's, he's really gotten into organic farming and has his own business so to speak in in bird eye and and um jerry harvey and east uh, they're 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 putting together a community garden plan that would be a three-year while uh while he's going to be here for the next three years um and i think it's he's been through all the different organizations i think it's great i connect it to that also and working with mayor hobbs on this a bit is, is creating the interest for potential food truck court which would be adjacent to it right there um and the alley really connected to the splash park but right. not connect but going but that alley that that alley that uh separates the uh wallen park and and the um community garden right. so that we could have maybe three or four food trucks down there that are zoned for them to be in that space and seating area shaded um, hanging lights you know maybe maybe hanging lights all the way down the alley that like at night connects the the splash park yeah i see a lot of those in jonesboro Mm -hmm. now looks nice in their downtown area well that's in in downtown uh revitalization and planning one of the first things to do we call is is activating your alley and you know alleys are dark places that you don't want to be in 
and people are afraid to even move down them. So uh, a lot of times the easiest thing to do is we will string um, lights, light crisscross them, them, light them up, and they become then they become a little pocket community spaces that can be utilized. Yeah, very good. Well, it seems like we do have a lot of momentum going in, in, in downtown Wynn. What, what other businesses would you like to see locate in downtown Wynn to kind of keep keep the momentum going? Well, my, my trifecta is, is uh, for, for downtowns, obviously the restaurant, the cafe. Um, you, we're also places to stay, uh, some of these loft areas where it's like a VRBO or something. You know, a lot of big ag companies travel people through, and, and um, if they had – here's the thing, though. You're not going to stay downtown at one of those places unless you have a good place to eat. And yeah. – and then also maybe, you know, I, I always talk about bringing music back through the Delta in a way Clarksdale has just completely, like, taken all that thunder. But the amount of bands that roll through Clarksdale are, is immense. Mm-hmm. And, and they should be leaving Clarksdale, going to Helena, and moving up Curly's Ridge and doing a circuit. Right. And we, we ought to have a, a venue where they can come through and, yeah. and have at least Thursday through Saturday night. We should have have local regional bands yeah um you know i that's my that's my like the the eat the stay the entertainment are kind of kind of my staples yeah for some of those things once you have that you start to get all the auxiliary things that need to come and support right or people want to be around that that's right yeah very good so do, do you think we'll ever see loft apartments above some of the retail space <laughs> well that's one of my dreams of course, Kara and I got real ambitious, and you know, we've we we purchased some of these buildings, went through a, a just getting them stabilized and starting the restoration on them. Um, and also, our dreams were, you know, my son's got the the organic farm and and have a, a farm to table restaurant that's supplied off of that off yeah. of that. Um, and we still want to do that. I mean, we even have aspects of a local brewery that's that's brewed with ingredients here in the delta um but you know i've got a real job too and it's right. uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got to keep it yeah. i've got to keep little. it i've got to keep the reality of the, it so those, those things take a lot of time they, and a lot of money they, don't they they t- they, they do and I, I think it's um we're not going to give up on it we want to do it but i've got to be realistic and and uh, right now i think that my time yeah, I, I can i can make a bigger difference doing some other things right now yeah and um i think which is which is good the pace is the right thing you don't want to burn yourself out um it's there and yeah. we'll, we'll get there yeah. that's right we'll get there very good we we'll look forward to it so what else can we expect to come out of downtown do you think as far as any any projects in the near future yeah we kind of touched on it uh, the i think the that community garden and food truck court is is a very integral piece because that touches on without that infrastructure of putting a, a restaurant in down there it, it, it touches that food piece mm-hmm. and you know something that I also talk about it, it's important to grow things from the the, gr- the ground up grassroots like plant, I always talk about planting a seed and letting it grow and 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 I think that gets where Karen and I are trying to not get caught up in putting a huge capital investment in something to where you get stuck having to do something some, somebody else's way um, and take control over it. And I, and that's what is cool about the food truck movement. It's, it's not a huge capital investment. It allows, uh, some talented individuals to potentially, uh, be found 
without right. Right. without without putting a lot of money into it. absolutely so uh that that's a, that's one the connectivity and trails if you look at grant cycles now it's all about uh flexible adaptable community space downtowns are important taking empty lots and, and creating creating community space out of it but connectivity over the next 10 years uh, you're going to see connectivity the old grant cycles 20 years ago were were um, sports parks and athletics and lighting mm-hmm. and all of those things but but there's no money being funded to those things anymore yeah. well and you know it seems like with um, economic development, uh, prospects coming in and looking at a community that things like what's going on in downtown Wynn right now are very appealing uh, to an industry. Can can you speak to that a little bit? I it's something I've I've speak about for the past ten years, especially coming back to Wynn and being on the economic development board. I mean, my little piece on that board is I I don't know I'm I'm for and I support the the you know the bigger picture and and the, and the industry and manufacturing and so forth, but. But my involvement on that is to stay grounded with these smaller projects that continue to build things that the citizens here can see get, right. getting done every yeah. year. And add value. And, and add value. And I promise you that anybody, any one of those um, businesses or, that are coming in to look at a site, they're driving through the downtown. I promise, I promise you That's that. That's what we hear all the time. And, and now it's a spark yes. and they're like, you know what? This community is headed in the right direction. Yes. We might give it a chance. And yeah. any events that we've had down there, Oh, just big success on people. People want, it. they want something to do. They love it. They love opening those old buildings and yeah. looking at them. It's, um, you know, it just takes some guts to jump in there and just get it done. Um, and yeah. And there are some neat spaces that could be loft apartments or housing The Shirley, um, Simmons, I've been, to the upstairs of hers, and it's all of it. I mean, I do too. Big, I've been up there mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, um, and yours, your office. You have the best office in town. Yeah. What a view! <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here looking at it right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, yeah. and speaking of downtown events, you know, one question somebody asked me the other day was, "Is the parade going to be able to make it uh, downtown this year for the Christmas parade?" Well, we, we couldn't do it. This past year, and I think it was a, a smart move to pull the plug just because of the open, you know, the, the, the danger. Yeah, if the vehicles but are going in, the, the people are probably going to yeah, go in too. Yeah. But absolutely, um, as far as like the the gateway is designed, it's I think it's probably higher than the 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 um, underpass, uh, underpass yeah, of the railroad. So every everything that's come down um, before can can pass underneath that. The only thing is, you've got a little bit you got a narrowed down some area. So your marching bands, instead of using 40 feet, they're going to have right. to use 20. Right. So, um, which we'll, is not we'll a big adapt. deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, adapt. We'll I mean, adapt. it's like, what I, I just said flexible, yeah. adaptable spaces. Right. Right? <laughs> I love the archway. I feel I special too. driving through there. Yeah. It's, it's, um, we, you know, we did have it right down here close to this area, but we, it just kind of came to us that we need to push it all the way out to pull yeah. people in from highway right. one. So I just want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and districts are important. If you go to anywhere now, everybody they've got their the arts dist- district, yeah. their historic district, their uh market district. So that's how you brand and create different areas of, of, of towns. So. Yeah. Well and speaking of market, do you do you think we'll ever see the farmers market uh downtown? You know, it, it it's I th- 
Yes, I do. But that farmer's market's not going to move until that the visibility and the people are, are here. Are, yeah. are here. But let me tell you, on on Saturday, here, well, here, here's another, and I, I promote this a lot. And when we did the farmer's market, it was a, a big topic of mine is like, you have to program it. That's right. You don't go and look at these great spaces and they don't just happen. Right. And you look behind the scenes at what all goes on. You have to be on your game and you have to, you have somebody's got to organize. Everybody, somebody's got to organize. You don't just open the door and and expect everybody to be there on Saturday mornings. That's right. It won't happen. And if you're down there during the summertime, the splash park. What a success that it's, is! Oh yeah, it's we finally, it's we finally you know, we, yeah. we had so many issues, and what we we went over that thing a million times, and you know what it was? The impeller on the pump on the pump was installed from the fact from the manufacturer that sold it backwards. Wow! So I mean, I, I could it I happens. could tell you how much of my life I spent down there. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, it, it's a great but addition to downtown. it is, and the diversity of the community all together is what. I love the most and seeing um, just everyone down there from all walks of life. Yeah. Yes. Well, Martin, uh, you know, gosh, Cross County Bank is, is a part of downtown. We're, we're committed to, you know, being in downtown and uh, uh, we're, we're excited to see these projects going on, um, you know, from one Cross County into another one. We, we appreciate you and your family's uh, uh, commitment uh, to downtown and the work that you're doing. And, uh, man, we're looking forward to, to more projects that you're involved with. So any any last words for us today? Oh, just um, well, thank you so much, Lyndon, David. Um, I appreciate what, you being here. And, and what, y'all are, what y'all have done, y'all have always been a staple to downtown, and, and you've kept the lifeblood here and, and, the, and all, all of the everyone that works here. And I think what would be cool is, you know, how many employees do y'all have in this in this building? Oh, mid-40s. Mid-40s. So how cool would it be able to just – walk down the street and grab lunch and sit outside sometimes, know. you know? Absolutely. When so, there was a restaurant, I'd walk down there all the time. Right. You know, they've been in and out. And, and that's, that's so. what builds, that's what builds community. And, and, and ultimately um, that's what I want to see. I want to, like I said earlier, planting a seed and watching it grow. You know, you want to plant a seed right down the middle of your, your town, your downtown yeah. and, and watch it grow. And I think we're seeing it grow now. And, and, um, so I think just, our committee was formed 16 years ago, and wow. it's been a tough ride. And some years, not much progress at all. And then other years, it's like, oh, well, we got this accomplished and that accomplished. Well, Due to you I, and well, your company and the, the foresight that you have on projects that you've seen, like you said, in other places. Well, thanks, Linda. But, you know, it's so – I want, want to stress that – all the organizations and what they do and the volunteer hours and what everyone does, they're the owners of all of these projects. They're the ones putting in the time and, and take them as ownership. I think what, what's happening here in when is that we're keep creating a template of success without a huge benefactor giving, feeding us money from outside. If you look at what's yeah. happening in Bentonville, if you look at what, what happened in El Dorado, you know, it means so much more to be able to, Say, hey, we did this on our own. That's right. And and there's not a lot of communities that can tell you that right now. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if there's any, there's any at all. Yeah. But similar to what's good point. Saying. Very good point. So. Well, we always good. hear good things from the Arkansas preservation, historic preservation folks in Little Rock. They're always bragging on our community and 
how we're stepping up to improve it. Keeping these historic buildings is is integral part of keeping this community intact. Yeah, and and and, and along those lines, uh, we we recently were able to uh, purchase the uh, uh, very first location of Cross County Bank down on Front oh, Street. Nice, uh, uh, established in eighteen ninety one, and it's just amazing uh, to me. Um, you know that some of these buildings are still standing, right? <laughs> but uh, we're going to move. Uh, uh, our Janus Title Company is going to uh, start operating out of that that building. But we're we're just really excited to have that back as part Excellent. of part of our that. ownership. Yeah. So that was one of our um, get done projects for the downtown revitalization when Bob Ford was alive. You know, the building could have just broken apart and fallen out in the street. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he hadn't stepped up and. Um, taken ownership of it and uh, got it to where it is now, that would have been another building lost. And it's right. a great building. Yeah. Right. So I, I tell people all the time, that, I mean, the Delta, we have to keep the integrity and character of our towns, our, our towns that are intact. Because one, one great thing about the Arkansas Delta is that we haven't really changed. And I won't <laughs> tell you what people are looking for now. They're looking for authentic experiences. Yeah. You do not get a better authentic experience than coming to the Arkansas Delta right. and just, and just visit, to going for a visit. It's yeah. so much better than than some of these manufactured towns. Towns. Yeah. yeah. So Very good. Bravo. Bravo win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Martin, it's been great visiting with you and uh, hope to have you back again sometime soon. So when you get another project or two you'd like to talk about, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you. Okay. You've been listening to the Local Matters Podcast, brought to you by Cross County Bank, because local matters. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date on future episodes. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us today, and remember, local really does matter. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of Cross County Bank or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates.